BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys. Happy Friday and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Hey, guys. Some of you guys were a little confused last week because you're like, wait, where's the Friday episode? But you didn't realize that today is the last Friday of the month. I love when it ends on a Friday. Sometimes month. I get confused myself about our own schedule. I'm no, like, I panicked when I got the first couple of measures. Like, where's the episode? I was like, where is the episode? <gasps> then I realized they didn't look at their calendar and I shamed them for it. <laughs> happy, happy Friday. Happy weekend. Hope you're all having a wonderful week and that you're going to have a sleigh weekend. I know I am. <laughs> We're going to be in New York when you guys listen We are going to gonna have a sleigh Literally, weekend. We are going to be um, on stage, mm-hmm. potentially as you listen to this. My gosh, what a crazy thought. I cannot wait for this leg of the tour. Last leg was so fun, Chicago, Nashville. This week, Nashville and (laughs) New York and Boston. Such fun cities, all of them. Actually, the East Coast this time. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to go to Boston. I was reading a book and it like is taking place in like old time Boston, like literally the start of Boston in the 1800s or whatever. 1700s, I don't even know. And it made me very excited. I'm like, am I going to go sightseeing in Boston? Did you finish your book? Yes. So really? Mm-hmm. And it was so long, but you just was were so eating long. it up? Yes, but I just she was eating. cranked it out. She was devouring. <laughs> Literally. I was telling JC, I was like, okay, I've been reading before I go to bed, but I usually will read like parenting books or self-help books that bore me Snooze. to literal tears. News fest. So I read two pages and I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to do this, but I fall right asleep. It literally makes me so tired. It's like doing homework. You want to fall asleep Instant in three sleep. seconds? Open up chapter one, Nephi. (laughs) I'm done. I'm asleep within seconds. You know, it's a trick. I think I've said this before, but if you can't fall asleep, imagine you have a ton of math homework to do, like a packet, a packet of math to do. And imagine yourself sitting on your bed, opening up the first page and like having to start to do it. You'll fall right asleep. You know, when you lay out your homework on your bed, you're just like, I'm done. (laughs) I feel like that would stress me out more. Like, Oh, I think of an assignment that's due. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying the act of laying it out in your bed to get started. You know, when you have a report due the next day and you're just like, I couldn't be more tired. The second I think I could stay up all night watching a show. It's true. And like I said, the reason I even started saying this is because I started reading this novel. It's like it's not a historical fiction because it's based off a true story. What is that called? 
It is based off a true story? Yeah, it's not. It's based on a true story, loosely. A historic novel? Oh, maybe I don't know. Well, anyways, it was one of those. And it's so good. So fascinating. What is it called? And it's called A Girl Called Samson. Maybe you found your genre. I'm not going to lie. It was like one of the most fascinating books. And so I, I got a ton more by this author. My mom like reads a lot of books like that, like historical, whatever. And she'll always tell me like, it's so good. But um, so romantic. And I, and I, I bet that if I read it, I would like it. But the catch is that basically everyone that she tells me about, she's like, it's so sad. And I'm like, I can't it do was sad. sad. I can't do sad when I'm trying to go to bed. It was very sad. I will say. But I do feel like those types of book books may be like necessary. Like it's good yeah. to learn about things that have happened. Oh, I as felt we know so... from Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I am very stupid. So it's it's like good to learn about history. Yeah. It was all about the Revolutionary War. And I started telling Abby, it's about this girl who um, basically has no family and has nobody left. Like everybody dies in her life. And she's like, well, I want to serve my country because it's a Revolutionary War. So she literally disguises as a man and signs up like for the war. It's giving Mulan. It is. And I was telling Abby about it. <laughs> like I was just getting in deep to it. And Abby had tears in her eyes. <laughs> She's like, I am feeling so motivated. I'm like, I know. But then there's romance involved. It's like secret romance. And I was telling Abby, I'm like, I stay up all night because the sexual tension is so strong. I just want them to have sex already. <laughs> like, just please. <laughs> I'm like, is it going to happen this chapter? Like, please. And then I stay up till two. And I'm like, it didn't happen tonight. <laughs> You know when that happens in a book, you're like just waiting. But then after they do it, you're like, okay, well. <laughs> just doesn't finish the book. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was so good. I honestly didn't know it was based on a true story until the end. It was like the author's note. And it was talking about the girl's life and how it was different than the story, obviously. Basically, the romance part of it was made up. Mm. But like I was like, in I am shook that that is a real story. There's a book that Kenzie recommended. You know, she has like a bookstagram yeah. or whatever. I always go on it when I'm like, you know, looking for something to read. Yeah. Because I feel like she has really good recommendations for people like our age. Mm-hmm. But she has done some, I think. Like, I remember Maybe there was it's by one. This author. I remember there was one that she uh, recommended that was like based off of uh, the Kennedys. And I feel like you'd like that. Ooh. I wonder uh, if it's the same author because she's really popular. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like a New York Times. It, it's Reads Amy one Harmon. book. She's like, it must be the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the reason I found this book is because it was like, very, it was on the recommend, like recommendations. On Kindle? Yeah. So I feel like most people probably, it's not like some obscure book I just like found on the shelf in yeah, the library. Yeah. So Good. I feel like Looking she, and it. she has like 20 books, like 20 novels that are like historic. Oh, also, cool. how would you do that? How would you write? I was just thinking like, the uh, how would battles. you write a chapter? I don't, I don't know how <laughs> Literally. I, I don't get it. And have it align with history. And know like what they wore, what they talked about. You'd wow. have to be very, like do a ton of research. Yeah. That that book was very good for my brain. I was I was highlighting words and like looking up what they meant nonstop. That's the best part of the Kindle. Yeah. That it you can is. just like so quickly see what something means if yes. you don't know. Because in, in a physical book, like. You got to get out the Google search. Yeah. You and you're just know. like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'll just use context clues. But anyways, I also want to read, though, that book that you recommended. That was like a thriller. What was it? You sent it to me. Like, you need to clue. read this. 
don't remember. <laughs> you know me when it comes to the books. I don't remember the names. I don't remember the characters. <laughs> but once I once you ring a bell with what it's about, I know. I know it for mm. sure. I'm not sure which one. I'd have to look back in my like recently read. Uh, Nick and Leif went to the sauna today. I know. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. They had a little date <laughs> while we were. Oh, you were getting your nails done? Yeah. They said the sauna was wasn't hot enough. Yeah, that's what Leif was telling me. Honestly, I can't think of anything more frustrating than that. So unsatisfying. Yeah. Just like not hot enough. I know. Especially they say that they say that they went in there for 30 minutes. It's like if it's not hot enough, it must not be hot. No. Because I feel like after a while, anything is like yeah, <laughs> just very warm in there. I've been wanting to go. Oh, yeah. We went haven't. together for a double date. We went to this like, rest- it's like this restorative wellness place that has all of these options that you could do like compression or IVs or you know we were gonna, we were gonna do IVs as a double date that was the plan and then we went and they were like you have to get this like comprehensive test done before like with a nurse you can't just like walk in and do that for the first time which it was like we were like oh what the but then as I was thinking about it I'm like it kind of makes sense like they don't want to be giving you an IV putting a needle into your skin if they don't know your health yeah, you know, like history or something. So, but, you, but usually they sense. just they. I don't know why they have to have a telephone because when we did it, they literally just brought us into a room and asked us a couple. Questions. Well, but even the second place we went, they said they weren't. It wasn't the telephone, but they were just like you. Yeah, you know, it would just take time, and like our nurse isn't here at yeah. the moment, so we c- we couldn't just like walk in and do that. So we did compression and cryotherapy instead mm-hmm. as a little double date, and then Nick and Life went to the sauna today, and I'm jealous. I want to lay in that pod that Kendall Jenner has where it's oxygen and you breathe in 90% oxygen instead of 37% or something, he said, that we usually breathe in. And Um, when you go in this pod and zip yourself up, you breathe 90% oxygen. The guy was giving us a tour of it and he was telling us all about this. He's like, it's good for brain fog. Leaf looks at me. He's like, you need that. I'm like, okay, let's keep it down. (laughs) Talk a little little quieter. He said LeBron James sleeps in one of them and has somebody sit by the thing. Sleeps in it. Overnight, overnight for three nights a week. And has someone sit by him and watch it and watch him make sure the machine doesn't blow up while he's in it. Goals. Having That's what Kendall Denner has you. in her house. You know, remember that scene where she like zips herself out? Yeah. Here's the thing. Very with, unrelatable, but yeah. very cool. <laughs> Here's the thing with all, we've said it before, but did you see that the Kardashians is coming back next month? Like, oh, did you yeah. see the trailer for it or whatever? Yeah. Even Kendall's last, like, you know, her storyline, quote unquote. She could give us so much more. And I'm not talking like, yes, she could give us so much more as far as her relationships. Like, that would be great if we could. I, I'm just talking with all the Kardashians. If they gave us more yeah, they've of their giving personal us life. Nothing. But they're giving nothing. Like, even Kendall with her health and wellness stuff. I'm like, walk me through your actual, like, day-to-day yeah. health. I'm interested in that. But you don't and be honest. anything. Yeah. Like, they'll literally be like, I'm into wellness. That's what all they say. They're like, I did this oxygen thing. That was fun. I'm like. What are the benefits? Why did you do it? What did you drink after? What's your matcha recipe? Like, I need specifics. Don't be so vague. Like, I'm so bored. No, it's, I hate to say it, but I'm just, I'm just not interested in the show anymore because I really just feel like they could be doing so many more candid moments because their lives are so interesting right now, but they are so private now, which good for them. It makes sense. Don't like, then you don't get a show anymore. Sorry. Yeah, or just the ratings will go down and you have to face, yeah. face the facts. Because 
I, but my point is, I feel like they could dive so much deeper with still being private. Like, I, I wasn't yeah. asking, yeah, what I love to see behind the scenes of all the relationships, for sure. Would I love to see every nitty-gritty detail? Of course. But I'm saying, even with Kendall, if she's like, I just really don't want to, like, share, you know, those yeah. personal dating details and stuff. It's like, okay, can you share, like, your friendships and, and your actual, like, day-to-day routines yeah. and what you're super— you know what I mean? They always it's just not say deep two, enough. No. And the thing is, is they always say two, they each say two things each episode. It's yeah. like, I've really liked matcha lately. <laughs> and then the next scene is them like trying matcha and going to a matcha shop. And then they come back and they're like, and, they're like, and they get in their G-Bag. And I'm like, what was the recipe? <laughs> what? Like, did you whip up your yeah. own milk? Like you're, you're, give me more and information. It's so vague. Like it's just been so vague lately. And the thing is, is when you're, this is the problem. Trust me, I'm all first people having their privacy. I 100% like am down. But then you like, I just don't care about your show if you're not giving me, you know, something to judge. I need something to judge. That's why I'm watching reality TV. Let's just be honest. Like speaking of that, what? I'm well, I'm watching Vanderpump, you know, I'm, oh, on, yeah. I'm on season two. Talk about giving me something to judge. Oh, oh, I could read those people like a book. Like, holy, I know all of their flaws and I don't. It's so nice to just be able to take yourself completely out of, like, anything and just judge people. And then walk away and it's fine. Like, I'm like this, wow, she has so much baggage from this. Like, she can't see past this. I'm just, like, dissecting it. And then I can just walk away. It's like, okay, fine. I know she's a real person and that's probably deeper than that. But that's the point. That's the point of entertainment. Like, reality TV. Let's just be honest. That's what it is. You just want to judge people. Yeah. You're not sitting back like, I'm, I understand humans are humans no that's why people watch like love shows yeah you can come to that confusion or conclusion later but it's like in the moment you want you know they're also toxic on the rules they're they so are toxic. toxic af i'm shook i'm shook at the things they're willing to do and say exactly it's they'll literally crazy. be like i'm gonna f her boyfriend i'm like oh my <laughs> gosh like they're wild they are so crazy they me. spill it all that's the they thing do. is when they people do. where's my olipop <laughs> oh my gosh sorry Sorry. What did you think happened to it? Not a soul in this building. Someone poisoned it. <laughs> the panic on your face. Literally, she gets up. Where's my olipop? I've been sipping on an olipop. I'm screaming. And you I think thought it spilled. Because oh. I was like, I'm not seeing the top of the can, but I put it behind my bag. And it's like, we had got a new rug in here. Uh, it ran away. <laughs> Where's my Olipop? <laughs> Not these dust bunnies all over. Like, what the? What are those from? I don't know. Guys, this rug is we like... We know. Here's the thing. Let's have an honest conversation right now. We need to we do know video. You're us? Oh. No, we need to do video and we need to do it now. And we know. know that. And we, we know need... that. You know that. <laughs> we all know it. And why, you ask, have we not started? Because, well, a lot of reasons, but... Mostly because the space we're recording in is still not up to standard uh, whatsoever. You know how we always give you the advice, like, just do it. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Well, we're not taking that advice <laughs> because our space is fugly at the moment. It's not There's giving. There's no you way we're recording not be, We honestly need to post photos. <laughs> you would photo. be so disappointed. You would be so shook. It's so ugly. Like, it, it's going to be cute. As soon as we spend thousands of dollars trying to make it cute. And I guarantee this is what's going to happen. We're going to start. We're going to get like halfway through decorating it. Spend like 
money that we probably shouldn't. And then we still won't start recording it because it won't be all the way finished. No, I don't. I, I think we will. But we need so... We've just been like traveling a lot and doing other things. So yeah. we haven't been able to like crack down on... The other thing is that we've been looking for furniture a lot for it. But we feel like we like have a specific thing in mind. And it's so hard to find like the specific things we're looking for. Yeah. Like you can't just, you can't just stumble upon them. Mm-hmm. It has to be like you're searching for months. Yeah. You know, when you're looking for like a piece for your house and you're like, I want a blue chair right there. It's like, okay, well, that's going to take you a year to find that yeah. vintage blue chair you want. That's how we feel. Exactly. But maybe we do need to just like get something in here that's not the final thing, but just that's probably, you know, I'm more concerned about the backdrop. Well, we, yeah, we need to do something. <laughs> we, I'm concerned about every part of it. The ceiling can't be seen. We're not. I'm more concerned we with the fact like that we're in, we're in an interrogation room. That I've been sitting on the right side, which is my bad side. So that's going to be what it is. And I'm going to hate all the video footage as it is. Amazing. Oh, we, can, we can switch sides, but that will feel weird. It will feel weird. Well, right. we can just go forward. Anyways, is, do you have any other life updates? Uh, Not really. I won't like dive too deep into this, but it was just uh, mine and Leif's seven-year anniversary. So we had a little uh, dinner date, had a little thrifting lunch, went on a walk. The weather was great. And the sun came out for your anniversary. It did. And I cannot believe we've been married for seven years. It's crazy. I know. But it's like, that's just one of those annoying things where it's like, I can't believe. And everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) Time passes. Time flies. But it really, it's crazy. I'm like, it's literally been almost a decade. Yeah. That is wild. Your anniversary is coming right around the corner too. Yeah. It is wild to think that it's been seven years. Wow. Well, should we get into the advice? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do it. My mother-in-law treated me really poorly during my postpartum time, laughing at my boundaries, critiquing my parenting, making mean comments when no one else was around. Okay. Sounds terrifying. A year later, she still isn't very nice to me, but acts so sweet to me in front of my husband, her firstborn son, (laughs) and other family members. After deciding to speak up more, I've made some sharp remarks back to her, but it just made me feel gross and icky. That's the freaking worst. I hate that. Any advice on how to take the high road? My walls are definitely up and I'm pretty defensive around her because of how she has hurt me. I don't trust her with my feelings and I don't like being vulnerable about around her. But I don't want to be stressed and I have and have a low vibration when I'm around her. She's pretty intense and outgoing so she can dominate a room's energy. Help. How do I stay light and positive despite her presence? Oof. I hate that. And I also hate, hate when that. you're like, you try to say, like, stick up for yourself, but then you just, it's not natural. So then you just sound, like, shaky and you just sound like, why did I even say anything? You don't even feel better afterwards. No, you feel worse. Because everyone just looks at you like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is the worst, especially to your mother-in-law. Like, that takes a lot of guts to, like, start saying, I don't know, speaking up you for yourself. You need to just, like, completely separate, which this is very hard. I'm not saying it's easy. Like… Oh, I don't even know how wh- how to word it, but completely separate the way that she treats you from like your reality. Like you need to literally be in your own 
world almost. And when you're around her, you're just like in your own little bubble, uh, metaphorically. And you have to just try super hard to not let things get to you. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. Like I actually do have experience with someone like that and it's the most annoying thing. And I have felt almost like bummed at myself when I do let that person like affect me. Yeah. Like if I'm around them and like they say something and it actually gets to me. Because I will go into the situation like that where it's like I'm not going to let anything affect me. I'm just going to like… Like what they say isn't valid. Yeah. Like what they say is their own thing. Has nothing to do with me. Who cares? But then if I do let it affect me, I'll like get mad at myself. So just have grace with yourself and be like, you know, this is a hard personality for me to be around. It's not my first choice. I'm going to try and be like strong and kind of have be in my own little bubble where like nothing she say, says can hurt me. Because also I think with people like that, they they thrive on reactions. Yeah. For the most part. And so literally you have to give them nothing. Like, and and you can know in your heart like that you're sticking up for yourself and that you're doing what you need to do. But you don't always have to outwardly do it because sometimes that's what they want. Yes, it's true. I I was just talking to someone about like being sensitive. Like when I catch myself being really sensitive to what people say or like little remarks, even like Nick teasing me or my family teasing me, there are times in my life where I'll be super sensitive to it. And then lately, like the last couple of years, I feel like, or just as I've gotten older, I feel like the more I make it a big deal, the more it is a big deal. Obviously, that's kind of just how anything is. Yeah. But you almost have to become delusional, like to their mar- to their remarks, to their snarky comments. Like when they say it, you just have to literally become unaware and like delusional about it. Like, oh, like they say something like, ah, oh, like laugh along with it and don't, like you said, like don't give them a reaction. And once you start don't let it penetrate it, the bubble. Yeah. Once you start faking it, that it's like it does you're not even listening to them, you start believing it and it actually doesn't affect you. I know that sounds like also stupid. But. As you're saying that, when if you do kind of not let things affect you, you actually in turn have the power. Yeah. It's true. And that feels very good. Like yeah. sometimes I'm not trying to be toxic, but sometimes it feels very good to know like when you're around someone who like you don't like to be around and their vibe just is not it. And you're like, uh, you drain me of everything I'm worth. When you start to become more unbothered and you're like, I am literally in my own world right now. And like what you say does not affect me. And when you give that energy to them, it literally takes away all of their power. Yeah, It's true. Like to hurt you. Because it's just like, I don't care. Especially people like this who are out to get, who it feels like they're out to get you. Yeah. Like specifically you, they target you. It's like, okay, just become delusional. It doesn't matter to you. They're they're picking on you for a reason. And honestly, it's like cringe that they're mean to you. It is. That's what I've been trying to tell myself. Not been trying to tell myself. I was thinking about this today. Like growing up, I feel like when people or friends were like, would do something mean. I was thinking about this girl who was subtweeting. The reason I'm thinking about this. I was thinking about this girl the other day who when I graduated from high school and I was probably like a year out or like my first year of college, this girl would subtweet things that I'm like, I know that's about me. Like very specific things right after I would post something and she would subtweet me and I'd be like, that is so mean. And honestly, I was thinking in my mind, like I never let it like really get to me. I would think at the time, like that is so embarrassing for her to like be mean to me so embarrassing to be mean to other people. It is. Like to be a bully is so embarrassing nowadays. 
Especially nowadays. You're just like, you're a bully. That's so like from the 90s. I'm I'm shocked. No, it is. And you got to have that mindset. It does that make things easier. <laughs> yeah, it really does. My boyfriend has a girl best friend who calls him all the time, messages him constantly, and even spends the night at his place. He doesn't seem to see the issue, but it feels like he's in a relationship with her too. Not literally, but just because of how close they are. I'm okay with them being friends, but I wish he'd put some distance between them and that she would respect our relationship more. Am I crazy or do y'all think it's valid for me to be annoyed and concerned? Okay. Um, Sleeping over at his place? No. This cannot be real. How long have they been friends? Like childhood besties or they met a year ago and they're best friends? And why is she sleeping over? Because she lives she like not hours away. Um, you seem a little too cool about this. Not you, JC, but the person writing this in. You have every right to be annoyed for sure. But it, it does depend, I guess, on like the nature of their friendship. Because but- if it's like childhood friends and she lives in a couple towns over. So it takes like four hours to get home or something. Like, okay, maybe she's coming to hang out with her friends and you're the only person she feels comfortable staying at her. Maybe. What's your relationship with her like too? Because if you're writing in, also, what is her personality like? And is he her? Is she his type? That's also important. Well, the calls him all the time, messages him constantly, and spends the night. It's like, no. I mean, yes, you have every right to be annoyed and concerned. Like, yeah. uh, Get him on the phone with us. We need more context immediately. And you're being like, cool. Like you're okay with them being friends, which is great. But <laughs> this is like, she's spending the night. How often does she spend the night? By yeah. The way? By often? the way. Does she have a boyfriend? Mm. So many questions. Yeah. So many questions. We need unanswered. much more. Hey girlies, my husband and I are celebrating our third year anniversary in June and I have no clue what to get him. I'm not great at coming up with gift ideas. He's very practical, not sentimental. And if he wants something, he just goes and buys it. Help. What are some of the gifts you've gotten your husbands in the past that they liked? Thanks, guys. Love you and the pod. That is so hard to get somebody a gift who just can buy whatever they want and does. There's nothing there. It's like, I wish I could have that. Especially if they're super practical and not sentimental. That sounds like a nightmare to buy gifts for. Like practical. I mean, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Because if they were sentimental, it's like, Okay, you could get something that maybe they won't use that much, but it will mean a lot to them. What about like food? Like his favorite food from a certain place or if he loves when you make him certain kind of cookies or something. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But like, yeah, something that he can eat or drink, like Mm -hmm. his favorites. Or, I mean, this is so boring, but like just like socks, basic things if he's super practical. Like I guess you could pay attention to his daily routine and see what you feel like he could add to it or if he like drinks his coffee every day you know in this mug and it's like oh maybe I could get him a new mug Mm -hmm. I don't know just things like that yeah what's his love language because that's also good to consider because it could be like you're saying food reminded me like well you could do I know it's kind of you know cheesy but I still think it's cute to do like little certificates it's like Mm -hmm. you'd be like one hour like does he love massages does he love when you scratch his head it's like you know, here's a one hour head scratch or like one hour. Sheesh. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes with this dandruff between my fingernails. I'm done. By the way, everyone has that. Literally. I'm not, I'm not calling life out. 
if I scratch my own head, there's, you know, there's flakes. <laughs> Under my acrylics, no thanks. Or you can, you know, if he likes quality time, maybe set up a picnic at the park and like surprise him. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good to consider. You should literally make him take the love language test. Yeah. If it's physical touch, say. <laughs> one, one free touch me anywhere. <laughs> you get Just real creative free. with it. Uh, with your consent, of course. Top golf, you guys. What a fun, fun experience and vibe and way to spend a fun night out with friends, with your partner, with a group, with family. Everyone can really enjoy Top Golf. They've got a bunch of stuff that makes them golf clubs, balls, tees, turf, a ball picker, upper cart thing. But they also have a whole bunch of stuff that's not golf loud music, giant targets on their giant fairway, giant TVs, and a handcrafted food and beverage menu. Their food is bomb. It's so, so fun to go to Top Golf. It's all about, you know, the vibe there. It's you can make it as uh, competitive or just wholesome and fun as you want. Uh, like I mentioned, there are like targets on their little fairway where you can hit golf balls and try and hit targets, or you can just see who has the best swing. It's really, really fun. As you know, Nick loves golf. And I feel like this is a great way to hang out with your golfer boyfriend or golfer friend. And you don't have to like dive in completely, but you can make it fun and lighthearted. You can bring the family. You can have a fun date night just with friends. It's a great place to go if you're just getting to know somebody. It's just a great overall fun experience. Also, you can do it any time of the year because they have comfy heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer, which also being from Arizona is an absolute necessity if we're honest in the summertime. Also, this would be such a great place to get the coworkers together, have a little work event, get to know each other. The vibes are just great all around. It's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Download the app, book a bay and come play around. Do y'all think it's normal to need a frequent few day break from your boyfriend? Mine just seems to get on my nerves a little too often and I'm finding myself wanting my alone time. Help. A few day? No, <laughs> I don't think that's normal to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think a few hours. Yeah, it depends. <sighs> All I don't, of these I don't even want a few day break from like my husband. No, that's the thing is like, I feel like one day yeah. is good. The person you are with should energize you and not deplete you. So if you're finding you constantly need like breaks and you need to just be away from them, that might be a sign that there's something going on between you that's like unspoken. There, There's something being drained from you for some reason. Think if you about, need a couple day if breaks. If you need a few day breaks and you're only dating, now imagine being married and being with each other way more and living yeah. together and having everything combined. No, it, you like, really should feel like energized by your partner. And I feel like when you're dating, you're even more so mm -hmm. like just energized. obsessed and wanting to be together 24-7. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that one. Yeah. You date breaks of time. And if you're craving Maybe your alone you're time, you should listen to that. Like you probably should be single for a sec. Yeah, be alone. Because maybe there's something you're dealing with as well. Again, it's like, you need alone time to ice. If you're like feeling like you want to isolate, it usually has to do with feeling drained. Yeah. That's why people isolate most of the time. Like maybe it's something with mental health. You know, they're feeling depressed or they're feeling anxious and you want to isolate because you feel like that's going to make you like 
you don't want to deplete any more energy by going out and being social or anything like it that. It could not even be him specifically. Exactly. You could just want your alone time, which is totally fine. I'm just saying like maybe I think reevaluate. Yeah. If you're wanting multiple day breaks yeah. from this person. Consistently. Consistently. Often. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't even like men. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like anytime I'm around men, <laughs> something, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. We're staying tuned and wishing you love and a breakup. A break. And a break from him. Hi, girls. I look forward to every Tuesday because I'm obsessed with your pod. It's literally the first podcast I ever listened to that I actually stick to and want to listen to. Thank you. I'm eight months postpartum and I'm still having a difficult time adjusting to my postpartum body and trying to find my style again. It feels like whatever style I had before getting pregnant just doesn't seem to look good anymore. Or at least I don't feel good in those clothes anymore. Help. Now, this is very normal and very relatable. I can relate to this. I think you have to just give yourself time. It's different for everybody. Some girls, like, I see on social media in, like, three weeks, they're, like, back in their pre-pregnancy clothes. They looks like nothing changed. And I'm like, that couldn't, that couldn't be me. I feel like it took me, like, a year to start feeling like I was getting my sense of style back. That's like a weird thing. I feel like I didn't know what happened, but I've been hearing so many girls say postpartum that they're, it's like their style. They're like, I don't know what to wear. I have no clothes. I feel like I'm just like a frumpy. I can't seem to dress myself. Hmm. And it's so weird because I felt the same way. I was like, this is maddening to me that I can't form a, like an outfit to save my life that I actually like myself in. And part of that's just everything's changing and you're busy. You're trying to find a routine so you don't have as much maybe time as you used to. Now you have to, you know, work it in at a different time to get ready and all that stuff. But also a lot of time changes from before you're pregnant to like a couple months postpartum. That's almost a year. True. It's like so trends change, things change. Yeah. So you're getting in your old clothes and you're like, wait, whoa, whoa. I don't even like these anymore. What's going on? What, what's ever been... What's everyone been doing? What's the 411? That's how you feel. Literally. So. It's interesting. I never really thought trying. about the like style aspect of it. Yeah. Just keep trying. Just keep keep your head up and get, give yourself a little grace and time. My parents want to invite family to my wedding that I don't want there. They are paying for my wedding. So I feel like Wait, I have. Her parents? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I feel like I have to do what they say. But this family is so distant and has never even met my fiance, let alone seen me in the past five to 10 years. I want my wedding to be pe the people I love the most in an in intimate setting, not my third and fourth cousin slash great aunts. Is it worth it to fight my parents or should I just invite whoever they want? You all already know my uh, opinion on this. And yeah, parents out there, I think <laughs> I'm a rude brat. It's hard, I guess, when they're paying for it. But I personally think if your parents are level-headed people, if you bring this concern to them, they should like 100% understand that and not invite these people. That's mm -hmm. that's my opinion. I think that two people's wedding is about them. Yeah. It's not about your parents. Yes, they're paying for it. And it is, it's their day to an extent because they are your parent. But it's really not about anyone else besides the bride and the groom. And I feel like, especially if you're pretty level-headed and you're not asking for anything crazy like if you're just like I don't really want my fourth and fifth cousins there I want only people who have met us like yeah. who has met my husband and who love us I just want it to be more intimate that's perfectly 
respectable to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand and why seems- someone would be like, no, they have to come. Like, why? It's, it's not about them. Yeah. It's about the bride and groom. It seems like that's something that this person writing in also really cares about. Like, there's a couple things everybody cares about, like their main priorities for their wedding. It's like some people really care about the food. Some people really care about the people there. Some people really care about the pictures. Decorations. Yeah. And it seems like that's something that you, one of your biggest wishes is for it to be intimate. So do it. If it was something you didn't really care about, you're like, I don't really care about it. I don't really love for them to be here, but whatever. It's not worth the fight. Like, I'm not really, you know, worked up about it. Then I would say like, maybe it's not a hill to die on. But I feel like when people ask, tell me if you feel the same way. When people ask like, your biggest regrets of your wedding or things that you wish you did differently now or, you know, how you feel about your wedding. I feel like obviously there are design choices and things I would do differently about my wedding if I was getting married now. But I don't really regret anything about my wedding because I literally did everything that I wanted to do. And I didn't let, you know, my mom or anybody else really make those decisions for me. So even if I would do it differently now, I knew that that's what I actually wanted. I feel like what people regret the most about their weddings are the things that they let other people decide, like, bully them into doing. Yeah. yeah. So don't let anybody, like, just do what you want to do and you won't regret your wedding. Absolutely. If you let your mom or your mother-in-law, or your wedding planner do everything for you, you're going to have regrets about it. Yeah, I agree. It's like, there are things I would do differently now because it's nearly a decade exactly. later. And like things change, times change, whatever I would want it. I would want it to be more intimate for sure if it was now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I did not want that or care about that. Yeah. So. Exactly. I agree. Okay. This is, uh, I'm going to offer a trigger warning before this because it has body and weight shaming. So if you are triggered by that, maybe skip a couple minutes ahead. Need some advice, girlies. My husband is always making negative comments about other girls' weight. I'm trying to embrace my mom bod, but it makes it hard when he's talking bad about girls who are similar size to me. He says, okay, I'm not. I'm okay triggered. With this. He's, he's speaking of trigger <laughs> Literally. Jeez. He says things about other girls like, wow, she's gotten so huge. She's really gone downhill, et cetera. He has never said anything directly about my weight gain, but I can't help but wonder if he's pointing it out about other girls so that I will get the hint or something. Oh, that makes me sad for you. I'm sorry. That's so freaking rude. So first, let me see a photo of him. Does he look like Zac Efron <laughs> yeah. when he was 22 years old with a eight pack? Because if not, he needs to zip his lips. I don't want to hear a word. Like even still, I don't want to hear a word. But my point being, the hypocrisy. They have no freaking right. No. These half of these guys that complain about this. Uh, uh, uh. You have no, the audacity you have, like, no. seriously, I, I would love to see what he looks like. And I'm, and I'm, that doesn't matter. Physical appearance doesn't matter. But if you're going to come for someone constantly about the physical appearance, you better be the best looking person yes. I've ever seen in my entire life. 100%. I agree. She said, one of my biggest fears is him finding out my actual weight. Should I confront him? What should I do? Okay. No, I hate this. Everything about this energy that yeah. he's bringing. You need I'm to, I'm conf- so sorry. You need to confront him. And be like, okay, it is literally the least attractive thing to me that you talk about other women's body in general, like that you're judging their bodies, especially because I just had a baby, your baby, by the way, I just sacrificed my entire body to rate, to give birth to our child together. Did you do that? Absolutely not. 
I don't want to hear you say a word about women's bodies in general. But also you need to know that like, read the room. (laughs) You need to know, you, the girl writing this in, that you are literally amazing and your weight does not define you at all, ever. But especially right after your body just went through something insane, like absolutely insane. Your body is not going to be the same as it was before, like nine times out of 10. So there's nothing wrong with that. And the number on the scale doesn't matter at all, at all, at all. I know it can be triggering. So I'm not being like, why are you worried about that? But just from me telling you, I know sometimes you won't believe it from other people, but that's just so unimportant. It is the least important thing. And I feel like, what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah. You you definitely need to talk to him about it and tell him up front exactly how you feel. And honestly, you need to like put your foot down. Not just like, it kind of hurts my feelings, but go to him and tell him that it's so unattractive. Yeah. A phrase like that. Because yeah. that's really like, you know. Like it honestly gives me the ick when you talk about other girls' bodies. I feel very self-conscious about how I look right now. And the fact that you're always talking about other girls makes me feel like you are saying that indirectly to me. And you don't need to come like, I feel sad, like like sensitive about it because I don't know. You just need to be like strong about it. And just be like, you need to stop. And I'm going to be honest. If he is not receptive of that conversation, mm, I don't like this not, guy for you. I'm no. sorry. I know you're literally married, but- any level-headed, normal, caring guy, like, okay, it's okay. He made these comments, whatever. If you now tell him yeah. how it makes you feel and he's like, why are you being such a baby and literally continues to, to make them? Yeah. I would reevaluate because that is, that is not the energy you want around in your no. life. Like, and I can tell you that that goes so much deeper. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he's doing other things as well if he's making those types of comments. And again, after you approach him and ask him to please not make those comments because it really hurts you. If he's going to completely just negate that and keep going, uh-uh-uh. I do yeah. not like that one bit. And I, I feel the need to just really drill in that you need to be stern about it. Like sometimes when you have conversations with people or even if someone says a joke and you don't like it and you're like, okay, that's not that funny. Like they don't understand unless you're stern with them. I don't like that you do this. Like yeah. literally big, are you good to sit down and talk for a little bit? I really need to talk to you about something. And it's like pretty serious. So, yeah. And then sit him down and be like, it's not okay. These are the feelings I'm having. Not just like, stop. Yeah. Don't joke no, about that. I agree. I agree. It's, it's more serious than that. It. He needs to get the hint immediately. Because and he really needs to stop. Yeah. He needs to. And, and again, you. if he is pre- re- like receptive and he's like, I'm so sorry, like that is really- Yeah, maybe he doesn't even realize it, he's doing it's, it. It's like, sure, we can move past this because a lot of people, it's just like they're conditioning. Like they're, yeah. gr- you know, maybe they grew up in an environment where their dad was always doing that or their mom was always, do- whatever. We can give him some grace if he's willing to like learn and change, but not if he's gonna continue and yeah. Yeah. Not and hear he, you out. He might get defensive as most- you know, people do when, when you point out something that they're doing wrong. Yeah. He might get defensive at first, but if he doesn't change or if he's not like understanding. He needs to be apologetic. Yeah. That Absolutely. the effect that it has on you, then. I agree. Okay. Hello to the whole VVG family. I've been a listener from age 18 to 22 and having you both. Oh, I thought she was going to say eight. <laughs> 
I was not going to be okay. Having you both as older sister figures to look up to has been so amazing. I'm very similar to JC and I'm planning my own bachelorette party because I don't think anyone else can curate the vibe. <laughs> we are going to do cute stuff during the day and then stay at an Airbnb in the mountains. Your friend group throws the cutest girls nights and I was wondering what activities you would suggest for a wholesome <gasps> Pinteresty girls night in. This is cute. This is so fun. <gasps> okay. What a cute idea. A little cabin or a little place in the mountains. So fun. Something that we were going to do a couple nights ago, but we ended up not doing because it was super windy, was painting. And we did that at your birthday as well a couple years ago. Yeah. It's just getting canvases from Michael's or Joanne's. and For like a few bucks. Yeah, and just acrylic paint or whatever paint you can get. And painting together is so fun and so therapeutic. Yes. It's a very calm activity. You can have like some snacks or drinks, like put on some music mm -hmm. and just like low music and you guys can just like chat and paint. You can make it fun and like paint each other. Like you all get assigned to paint something. Yeah. Or you can all paint the same thing. Yes, that could be really cute. Wait, let me let me go to my list of ideas because I don't really have one. Okay, this okay. is a fun game for Bachelorette specifically that... I think both of us played at our bridal showers, but it's a really fun bachelorette game that's been around, but I've seen, I just saw it recently on TikTok. So it just reminded me is have one of your friends go and record a video of your fiance answering questions about you and you guys. So like, that's really cute. Yeah. yeah. What's, um, I'm trying to think of an example of a question, but like, What's his, or, okay, say your name's Rachel. What's Rachel's least favorite item of clothing that you wear? And then have him answer. And then you ask the question and then you have it paused on the screen, the video of him. Then you're um, the sitting in front of it. Yeah, the, the bride. You answer, like, okay, I think he's going to say this. I think he's going to say his green basketball shorts. Yes. And then it goes to him and it's like, probably my green basketball yeah. shorts. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. so fun. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. I love that. Okay, I have a list of ideas. I'm going to read them off to you. Uh, floral arranging. Oh, that's fun. Could be fun to bring. Maybe have them do your wedding florals. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, and for free as well. So you get a free service. No, but just like bringing a bunch of flowers and like making your own little flower arrangements in different like fun vintage vases or something that you that's guys thrifted. Fun. That could be cute. And then you could like put them all around the cabin. We and should just do that. Yeah, yeah I, like that I want to do that for one of the spring girls that would be fun yes. for like a spring girls night mm -hmm. i don't know when this um the cabin or like the wedding you know did she say when it's gonna be like in the winter or something who knows okay um baking or like decorating cake a cake or like you guys could all do like mini cakes and you guys mm -hmm. could like decorate them different ways game night is always just so fun yeah uh like a spa night type of thing. You can do face masks and chat, watch a movie. Breakfast for dinner and hang. Ooh. Which I think could be cute. Like just making pancakes, eggs, bacon or whatever. Nighttime yoga and dessert. Okay. Book club. Eh, that's not the bachelor vibe at all. Okay. Those are like kind of the only ones that I feel like would maybe be fitting for this situation. Mm -hmm. But some a game we we've played a couple of times, like on trips or you know, for a game night is like a mystery game. They have a lot of those where you solve like a mystery together. It's kind of like, you can do one that are more escape game vibes where it's like riddles and stuff. Or like murder mystery. Yeah, one of those together. It, it takes a couple hours, so it's a little longer, but it's really fun when you're all together for the night, especially you can kind of stay up late playing. That's super fun if that's your that vibe. That is really fun. Yeah, but I feel like uh, also like a thing we do at our girls' nights a lot, not a lot, but 
for like our Galentine's one. We were like, okay, dress code. Like we want it to be say. fun and like yeah. have, you know, everyone wear like fun dresses or just, it doesn't have to be dress, but just like fun girly type outfits. And you could do that for one of the nights of your mm-hmm. bachelorette. You could be like, I really want to wear like a fun white dress. I want you guys all to wear like pastel dresses and I want to do like a floral arrangement. So you can have like cute photos of it and stuff or whatever. Yeah, be specific about dress code. Yeah. I feel like that just elevates it. It does. It's like if you just want a, but that can also be relevant for even if you want like a cozy game night, be like everyone wears sweats, like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. A dress code is a dress code. It can still, it can be as casual or as dressy as you want it. True. Okay, this is my last one. Hey ladies, do you think a guy truly wants to be with you even though he is afraid of marriage? My high school sweetheart just broke up with me because he is having a hard time committing but doesn't understand why. We have been together for 10 years now and got engaged at Christmas 2021. The breakup has been hard, but he still says he would want to reconnect in the future. But he doesn't want to hold me back from my dreams, being a wife and a mom. The strange thing about all of this is that I've had so much grace towards him. I still hope it can work out and that he can't get and that and that he can't get his stuff in order. But I'm also afraid of entering the dating scene at the age of 27 for the first time. He's the only boy I've ever kissed. Should I move on completely or should I work on myself? And if it happens, it happens. If I meet someone in the meantime, I move on with the new guy. Thank you. He's not the one for you. No, you need to move on. You need to move on. I I feel like what's holding you back is probably not him. But it's the fact that if your dream is to be a mom and a wife, you feel like you're running out of time. So you're like, well, I, I should just do it with him, right? Because... Who else am I going to find? You will find someone better and you'll be so happy you moved on. Mm-hmm. So do both. Do the Preach. move on and work on yourself and start dating. Exactly. That's exactly the advice I would give. Like you can still work on yourself and if it works out, it can work. You know, that can still be true, but you can also still move on. Mm-hmm. Like I really believe that what's meant for you will be for you and it doesn't matter. You can't mess it up. Yeah. So it's like, If you're going to be working on yourself and you kind of move on, but you really are supposed to be with this guy and in six months time he comes back and you guys reconnect and it's perfect, then that's great. It doesn't matter if you're dating someone else. You'll find your way back to him if that's what's supposed to happen. So just like trust your path and work on yourself and do what feels good to you. And and it still is, you know, what you said is still valid about it being scary to be dating for the first time. Like it still could be scary. Yeah. But. I think that that's important to do things that are like hard and scary in your life anyway. So I think you will be so happy that you worked on yourself, had some alone time and did what you wanted to do rather than just wait around for him. I agree. I have been thinking about this lately that I feel like I've been a very indecisive person throughout my life because I'm so terrified of making the wrong choice. And like, oh, is this fate? Is this the destiny that I have? Like, I need to make sure I'm choosing the right answer. I'm going the right, going down the right path. And so I almost feel like just frozen before I make a big decision because I'm so terrified. But lately, I feel like I've been way better at making decisions because I've uh, like adapted the mindset of, I say adapted, adopt the mindset of there is no right answer. It's just whatever you choose, the universe will go along with you. And so I feel like when you're stirring over a decision and it's been, you're at this point, you're just overthinking it. It's, it's not even helpful to just keep 
weighing the options like, oh, well, what if this happens? What if? Don't ask any what ifs. Just be like, which one do I want to do? Which feels the best to me? And I know that that is a gray area. But I think once you start, once you stop overthinking, it becomes much clearer and you start um, feeling more brave because you know that you can't necessarily make the wrong decision. You can't like mess it up. You can't mess up your life path. Even your mistakes are your path. Exactly. So you just have to go down. Yeah. One route or the other. And you don't want to be resentful. Go back to him, wait around, whatever, and then be like, I should have done my own thing. Mm -hmm. Like you got to do what you got to do. Okay, here's my last one. Hi, girls. I just got engaged last weekend. Yay. I'm over the moon about it. Congrats. But I'm not sure I love the ring. For context, we're both in college and have talked about a future engagement, but I was not expecting to get engaged until after we graduated this May. I was completely surprised and I obviously had no say in the ring. All my jewelry is gold and I've had an idea of what ring I want to a T for so long, but I just didn't think it would make it made sense to share the exact details and we until we were closer to getting engaged. The ring he got me is white gold and very pretty. I've just had my heart set on something very specific for a long time now. I'm regretting not sharing this with him sooner, but now I don't know what to do because I don't want to hurt his feelings and take away from the sentiment of the engagement. But it's also something I'll wear forever. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I don't think you should say anything to him, especially because there's probably nothing you can do about it. That's just my Really? I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say, I feel like guys don't care as much. Like, but what I, is he going to do about it? Then he just knows that you don't like it. Like, he's not going to return the ring. I mean, maybe can't he can. you, like, kind of exchange or, like, return something to a jeweler? Maybe. Maybe if it's been, like, 30 days or something like that. If there's something you can do about it, yeah. But if there's not, like, if it's just, like, you're just going to tell him you don't like it, but you're going to be wearing it, I feel like you should just not say anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. If, like, you're, if there's literally either way you tell him, there's going to be no difference. Yeah. And I guess it's pointless. Like, you could just tell your journal and us you just told us you got it off your chest Mm -hmm. but I think if there's any hope of like adding a band or like doing something that would like make it better you should because you should like your ring like Mm -hmm. I'm shocked he would yeah these are the things though where I'm like how are they so bold to be like you know it's like did he not think to ask you are you not a specific person normally you just for this situation where you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. why did he I don't know is like Surprise. a special ring, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's an heirloom. I feel like she would have mentioned that. It's true. I agree. If there's, if literally nothing's going to change, then just yeah, keep, keep wearing it. <laughs> but if, <laughs> if there's a chance, I would, I would say something. Yeah. Well, well, uh, send us a photo. We'll also you can always take it for me. You can always get an upgrade at some point. So. Exactly. You can wait like. 5, 10, 20 years and really get the big, you know, dream ring that you want. True. So many people do that. And I feel like a lot of people, honestly, so many people that I know don't even wear their wedding ring. Like, yeah, it's weird. Mm, it's like, that's true. Literally, so many of my friends do not wear their wedding ring. They like just wear a band or like mm-hmm. if, if they've had kids and they have like a scratch, like a huge diamond, yeah. they're just like, I just don't want to wear this. No, that's true. That's Or they're like, eh, I don't really like it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they got it like again, like five, 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe it's not the the end of the world. It depends on how expensive it was as well. But it's also, like, even though mine is lost, my original engagement ring, and I don't, like, I got a new one. I love it. Dare I say more than that one? There, I wish so badly I still had it because there's just a, a really special sentimental value to me. I just, I'm like that. 
that I wish I had it so bad, even if I wasn't wearing it. Yeah. So it will it will be as time goes on more special to you that it's like, okay, this is the ring he proposed yeah. to me with. It's he like went and bought ring. it himself. But then you can also have the best of both worlds. True. Yeah, maybe wait five, 10 years and yeah. just get a little, little You upgrade. can be as specific as possible. Exactly. Uh, thank you guys so much for writing in for advice. The advice columns are always a good time. Yeah. We do them once a month. If you're new to the podcast, we do them every last Friday of the month. So if you want to write in for advice about anything, we have a little highlight on our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast and you can be a part of the advice episodes or any of our story episodes. Do we have anything coming up that we need to talk about? Not really. Because our shows will be over at that at this point or happening still, I guess. But there might be some tickets to San Fran. Oh, yeah. There are some tickets to San Francisco. Uh, if you guys live in the area and want to come to one of our shows it is at the end of april and we are so so excited a little san fran mm-hmm. girls trip that'll be super fun too uh make sure you're following along if you want all the deets to upcoming episodes we love you guys so much and that's what we, we said, said. <laughs> bye Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.